Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, as you can see. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We are sort of late as usual. I'm still trying to get things fired up here on the different interwebs and interchannels and all the places where we exist. And I'm trying to load up all the things that we do. But you know what? We are going to get it done as I'm speaking right now. We are going to get it done. I am getting it done as we speak right now. How's everybody doing? I trust that everybody's doing fine. Today we had a great show at KPFT. Uh, we So far, it seems that we're at a third of the way there. You know, we were trying to raise $150,000 at KPFT. And so far, we I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and we just crossed $100,000. And by the way, folks, that is for KPFT. That is a station that I work in in the mornings for free. I don't get paid there. Even the donations, none of them go to me. But it is important for us to keep that station alive. Uh, that station that gives us the opportunity to talk. All of us are volunteers there. And I'm so happy that so far the fund drive at KPFT is going uh, just fine. We had quite a few donors earlier. I, I've, I've, I've been watching the numbers go up uh, this this um, today, and we are still a little bit behind, still a little bit behind, but we're doing good. Now, where we are behind is the funding for Politics Done Right on the Internet, which is the one that funds me. I don't get anything from KPFT. So uh, those of you who are listening on podcasts and elsewhere, do remember to go to politicsunright.com slash support to find uh, any way that you can to support our program. We do important work. We do good work. So uh, please do support the program as we need to. I'm still loading all the things that we want to talk about, and I'm going to be able to get functional in a great minute. But anyway, good afternoon. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Good afternoon to my brother from another mother, Bruce Pollard in Kingwood, Texas, and it's 80 degrees today, 44 at the same time last week. Talking about the fluctuations that we get in the weather here, no wonder we have slabs that are broken, weather patterns that give you all kind of trouble. No wonder. Well, that's the wonder, folks. That is the wonder. Anyway, I think I'm at the last couple that I need to get posted, and then I'll be ready to go in full with the program. Where are all my peeps? We have Michael Rudnan in the house from Brooklyn, New York. May Wood in the house from Long Beach, California. And I think I addressed Bruce already. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, see what's the word of the day. Bruce, what's the word of the day, Bruce, before I get started? You know, in the mornings, uh, we have uh, Jack Van Bibber, who normally has a Today's word of the day, or today's, this is what we're going to talk about. You know what? We don't have somebody here that uh, does that. Lee Grant, welcome Lee Grant from Montgomery County. So I, I want to, I want to, uh, somebody to volunteer, uh, and this give us a chance to use the phones too, right? I want somebody to volunteer, or, you know, maybe several volunteers take different days to call into the number 281-823-7747 and say, Egberto, this is the wisdom to start the show. You know, whatever it is that you want to say. I would love, I'd love to set up a thing where somebody calls in at the beginning of the show. At the beginning of the show. I sure hope it's more than five people. No, actually, it's, uh, I got 15 uh, I, on the different networks. Yeah, it, it's going to come in. It, 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 it's coming in. Anyway, I wish somebody would call 281-823-7747 and say, this is the word of the day, or this is the wisdom of the day, like we do every morning on KPFT 90.1. Eric Hayes, yo all, Eric was a, 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 a supporter of KPFT, became a new supporter of KPFT uh, this this morning. I, I don't think it was anything that you said, keep silence or anything like that. That's why I, I, I put it out there, because we also announced it on the radio. 
I hope you heard when uh, we did. Ted was a beast this morning. <laughs> and, and you just loved yourself some Ted. And, you know, actually, I think we I think after we got off the phone with Ted, I think Ted was uh, sort of, uh, you know, a, a bit more mellow. Wouldn't you say that, uh, Eric? I don't think, he, you know, I think he first called sort of beastie. But I think at the end of the day, I think we broke bread, don't you think? I think we broke bread at the end of the day. And, I, you know, you know, I like to break bread with all my peeps. So I think it, I think it turned out okay. Uh, let me see. I need to get these other things in. I'm, I'm pulling the different pieces in as we go. Doing three things at the same time is not easy. Doing three things at the same time. Okay. I got them all loaded, folks. I got them all loaded. Anybody, before we get started, in, 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 in essence with the program, with essence with the program, anybody's going to call in and give me a word of wisdom, 281-823-7747. Before we start, give me a call with a word of wisdom. The floor is all yours to give me a word of wisdom. As I wait for a call to give me a word of wisdom, let me read E2247. Welcome aboard E2247 says, call out U.S. government complicity, phone your MC, demand a permanent ceasefire immediately. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. I don't see my girl in here yet, uh, Miss. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't see her, her in here or UPS. Uh, all right. Yvette Avery Herod is not here yet. I usually like to call out Yvette when I see her. All right. Let's see. Who's going to call? 281-823-7747. Again, 281. There we go. We got, uh, we got it. Brother Ray, how are you doing this afternoon? Oh, Brother Egberto, I'm just uh, out here in the community doing the work. But I do got a word of wisdom for you if you would like to oblige me. I would love to for you to give our PDR posse a word of wisdom, myself and PDR posse. Well, I believe as these coming elections are coming along, you know, I hear some people say, you know, it doesn't matter who I vote for. Some people might say, well, they're going to do what they Oh, you have to get your seat at the table. Because if you don't get a seat at the table, you're going to be on. That could not be better words of wisdom. You cut out a, a few times, but we understand based on the context that you're telling everybody, no matter what, you must go out and vote. That is your seat on the table, correct? Yes, sir. Well, look, thank you. So, hey, by the way, Ray, last uh, Saturday, I told you I was going to be at the Shrine for the Black Madonna for uh, uh, for uh, Obedike's Memorial. I had the wrong date. Obedike's Memorial is this Saturday. So I'll be at the Shrine for the Black Madonna this Saturday. So uh, uh, we can get in touch if uh, you're going to be in that area so that we can, uh, you know, say hi, all that good stuff. All right. Okay, sure. Let me make sure I get you the address this time because I think I forgot to send it. So that that actually that worked out on your part and my part. But I definitely wouldn't mind seeing you in the office and uh, you know, just coming through and and showing your face. Maybe you will do, my brother. To our, uh, to our people. Will do absolutely so. But anyway, let's go ahead and get moving with the program. And thank you for calling in with your word of wisdom, sir. All right, I'll keep listening. Take care. All right, thank you. Great. Thank you, brothers. Hey, and I want more folks later on to call in with words of wisdom. I really appreciate Ray Ray, and the good work that he's doing out there in the community. Bruce Pollard says, ceasefire now. I could not agree more, Bruce. We need to stop the killing. Patrick Baron, welcome aboard. Patrick, how are you doing? Patrick, I like to call where people are from. I forgot where you're from. Tell me again where you're from, Patrick. Uh, good afternoon, Egberto Chat and the mods. Absolutely. Alistair Waters from Conroe, Texas is also in the house. Eric Hayes, uh, how do I get my coffee? Hey, we just have to arrange a week, uh, a weekend when we both have availability. And I think we can probably do that either Sunday or another, you know, or even, or even in the mornings earlier, uh, you know, when it's not, when I don't have an interview with somebody else, but we'll do it, Eric, uh, as soon as you want to. 
All right, let's see what else. Uh, Bruce says, where is all the inflation money going? To the shareholders and the executives. And I tell you what, because you brought that up about inflation, I am going to play out of order the sequence that I was going to do. And I'm going to talk about the inflation rate. And I, I tell you what, I'm going to play the piece based on the airline luggages right now. And then we'll take it on the other side. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's do that. For the longest time, we've been telling you that, as Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter pointed out, uh, most of inflation always comes as a corporate choice, not because they need to raise the price to cover higher costs or anything like that. They simply charge more before they can. What type of the year it is now? It is around spring break. And what do you think these, these imperialists, these capitalists with no conscience want to do? We are going to sucker all those kids who are going to go to Florida, who are going to go to California, who are going to go to all these places. We're going to get as much money out of them right near spring break. So what do they do? They raise the rates of luggage. Now, if you're going to put luggage in there, American going to charge you more and they're all going to eventually charge you more. They're going to give you the semblance of prices going down, but now you're going to pay to get that luggage there and get that luggage back. A choice to simply make a lot more money for their shareholders and executives. That is the definition of inflation. But what did I say inflation should be called right now? Corporate greed rate. So this is how you increase the corporate greed rate. Check this out. It's getting more expensive to travel for the first time in more than five years. American Airlines has raised the price to check a bag. NBC senior correspondent Tom Costello has more. Good day. Listen, it's no coincidence, right? Airfares dropped over the past 12 months, but American Airlines made a billion dollars in revenue just off of their luggage fees last year. So now they're raising those fees. So if you and the family are planning on traveling over spring break, you're going to be booking, you're going to be actually boarding, you're going to be paying more for your luggage. And don't forget, the luggage also goes round trip. Just in time for spring break and effective immediately, American Airlines is charging more to check luggage. $35 for the first check bag if in advance paid online. $40 of paying at the airport up from the current $30 baggage fee. The second checked bag will cost $45, a $5 increase. American is also charging more for checked bags to Canada and Mexico. But passengers can avoid the luggage fees if they hold elite status with American's loyalty program, buy a premium class ticket, or use an American-branded credit card. So this definitely can impact not only just the average consumer wallet, but... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It really hits home for families that are traveling with multiple bags. And there's another change. Starting on May 1st, American says customers will only earn frequent flyer points if they buy tickets directly from American or a preferred online travel agency. In an email to customers, American says when you book directly with American, you enjoy the best possible travel experience. To check or not to check has been the debate for years, with many passengers packing everything into carry-ons. So will other airlines follow American in hiking luggage fees? Delta now charges $30 for the first bag. United charges 30 in advance. Alaska and JetBlue 
just raised their prices to $35. At Spirit, $44 is the cheapest fee, while bags still fly free on Southwest. The airline industry is a copycat industry where usually when you see one airline change of policy, you're likely to see other airlines do the same. As more and more passengers return to travel, airlines are really raking it in in terms of baggage fees and other fees. Again, airfares dropped 6% over the past 12 months. Airlines are looking for ways to raise revenue. One way for you to limit how much you pay for your baggage fees, check those bags online rather than at the airport. That could save you at least $5 a bag. Now, folks, let me tell you again. When you guys are seeing what they call, what CNBC and all these other stations call inflation, and then they have you pretty pissed at the government because, oh, look at what the government is failing. And that's why prices are high. Remember, price hikes are a choice. It is a corporate choice. And therefore, it should not be called inflation. It should be called corporate greed rate. And what is the corporate greed rate? Whatever causes inflation and that is then the corporate greed index it is important that we get the narrative correct it isn't the fault of we the people the prices are going up because they have price and power and they decide because they have price and power they will execute it at, to get maximal performance and when best to do that hey spring break is coming Hey, teenagers. Hey, college students. We're going to take your money. So instead of drinking it, you're going to give it to us to take your baggage out there. Folks, think about it. It's the boycott time is about to come. It's time to boycott, boycott and boycott. And I agree wholeheartedly with Brother Rudnan, who says, I really wish we had rail. And you're correct. Rail would have included competitions and people would say, wait a minute, when I go to the airport, I got to check in. I got to take my clothes off. I got to do all this sort of stuff. And that burns a, 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 an extra hour at the airport, an extra hour leaving the airport, an extra whatever time it takes to fly. Jump on a train, take off. Bingo, it's all over. We need to work on infrastructure of fast bullet trains that are all over the country, that is what we really need. So I am absolutely with you. And to our brother CSAC, I think brother CSAC needs to have a, a, a nice instruction day with uh, Professor um, Richard Wolf. Professor Richard Wolf would teach him the truth about inflation. You see, the way we learn about inflation, the way we learn about healthcare, the way we learn about innovation was completely dictated by the corporations who want us to think a certain way, who want us to be deluded and fooled into believing that we have to do things the way they want to do it to maximize their profits. So to go back to Brother Bruce's statement, which I want to scroll to, I think it came after, was it after the ceasefire? Bruce, let me scroll up. Uh, he said, where is all the inflation money going? Bruce, all the inflation money is the monies that the wealthy stockholders and the wealthy uh, corporate, the corporate executives decide that they want to take out of your pockets. And what they do, you remember when when uh, Biden, uh, with the passage of the stimulus, decided to give people more money? You know what the oil companies did? There was never an oil shortage. They said, oh, my God, this is an opportunity for us to raise more money because we know they have money in their pockets. And while they will complain about it, they will still buy it because they want to go places and I can take the money out of their money, out of their pockets, because energy, gasoline is one of the things that they must have. Unlike if I don't like the price of bread, I can go buy flour and bake it myself. If I don't like the price of milk, I can choose to make 
nut milk or something else. I have choices. But when it comes to products that we must have, it's a false choice to say you have Exxon, uh, BP, or these guys because they always collude. They always collude in doing what they're doing. Bruce says, Mike, I don't buy it. Maybe the price increases aren't inflation. The price increases are, again, a voluntary choice by corporations. Again, a voluntary choice. The airline companies are not hurting. The airline companies' costs are not going up. In fact, they had a huge reduction in costs when the thugs of the oil companies decided that they, they could no longer sustain the high rates or they were scared that the high rates would start promoting EVs at a higher rate. We must remember and by the way, Eric, the only time I carry luggage is when I'm going to a conference and have to take my um, all that stuff that I take for the panels and for the banners and that sort of stuff. But I bought me a new banner, and this year I'm probably going to buy me yet another banner that doesn't require as much space that maybe I'll be able to fit everything in one container. I don't know. I'm going to try my best to do that. Uh, I'll try my best to do that. But I will be fundraising for... Probably two trips this year, one to Netroots and the other one to the Democratic Convention. I'm still working on it. Bruce, uh, Mike to Bruce says, Bruce Pollard, when you have an economy that is $24 trillion and throw $6 trillion on that economy while reducing production means much higher money following less stuff, hence inflation. Actually, Mike Cisak, you're correct. You are correct. Again, I am not disputing that again, and I think that's what I just explained. I just explained, uh, and, and I, I, what Mike Cisak just said is correct. The economy is $24 trillion. You throw $6 trillion in there, it means more people have more money. But you have to recall, the reason we threw that $6 trillion in there is that we didn't have people working, and that was to carry them over. We also created those people called essential workers that were going to work, to produce the things that were there. And by the way, that $6 trillion were, was not thrown into the economy immediately, okay? That was uh, placed into the economy over time, not in an inflationary manner. Remember, even as inflation went up, there was never a shortage. The problem with supply-side people is the following. They honestly believe that just having a supply of money automatically means prices must go up. Let's stop for a minute there. Having a supply of money does not mean prices have to go up. What Richard Wolf said was actually correct. The corporations have the choice of increasing prices to maximize their profit. Where does it end? It ends when you run out of money. So what the corporations are telling you is because you had that extra money, we could charge you more. Not that there were shortages. We did not have shortages of the essential things we needed. I repeat, we did not have shortages of the things that we needed at all. It is important. And folks, don't follow Milton Friedman. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Uh, Milton Friedman is the, is the king. Milton Friedman is the guy who is a god of capitalism of the 20th century. And and what he said is that corporations should not be concerned about about uh, social issues. Corporations should not be concerned about environmental issues. Corporations' sole responsibility is the maximization of profits 
for the shareholder. And then that can piggyback right back into what CSEC had to say when CSEC says, well, if you throw $6 million into the economy, what's going to happen? Well, what could happen is saving rates could have improved, right? If I throw, and, and it actually did, actually that happened. A lot of people during the pandemic, they got the money and because they stayed home, they just saved the money. So the saving rates went up for a while as they got that $6 trillion. But the corporations then said, we could also raise prices to take that money out of the private people's hands. And we do that by raising prices, irrespective of there not being a shortage. And how high can they raise it till people get pissed off and say, well, I can do without. And then that's when they start to drop the prices, whatever the market will bear. That's an evil concept when it comes to things that you must have, because the only regulatory power the average American citizen has is when they have the choice of to buy or not to buy. I want you guys to learn that. I want you guys to think about that, because that's the only way we can make sure that we get politicians who don't give us the crap that Milton Friedman spoke about or any of those particular issues. All right, let's go. Ann Arbor, come on in, Ann Arbor. Who do I have the honor of speaking with? Uh, this is Tom C., Tom Zarnick calling. Hey, Tom, how you Hello. doing, my brother? Talk to me. Okay, I I was interested in your first uh, video about uh, baggage fees, et cetera, because uh, Elaine and I took a trip in, in, uh, earlier this month, actually it was last month, uh, on Spirit Airlines out of Detroit. And oh, my God. What yeah. got me, yeah, Spirit, Spirit was cheap cheap fares. I mean, they were actually quite reasonable. Right. But it's such a nightmare because of all, it's not just baggage fees. We took our own bag. We had one small personal bag. We crammed everything in, so we didn't. But they, they charge you for everything. I'm surprised they don't charge you for going to the bathroom. I think that might be next. But they they charged us. We if you if you just get the basic fare, you, there's no reserve seats. You have to pay extra at least eighteen dollars each, and sometimes up to forty dollars each for a, a, a reserve seat. So that adds right. on. Then then if you get and of course you're in the tight econ seats. And they give you the opportunity to move up to a, a, a more roomier seat, but that's double the price. Right. And then, um, and then if you get when you get to the uh, airport, well, even before you get there, they have these separate lines. You can get on quicker and you know get faster service, pay extra for that. So there's all these other fees. And then when you get on the plane, they uh, they don't provide any water. Or coffee or anything. It's all everything. Minimum price is five dollars per item, and alcoholic drinks are ten dollars each. And even a bag of chips is five dollars. A little little bag or peanuts or whatever. You know, used to get stuff free, but nothing is free anymore. So it's it's one thing after another is is charging you. So it it, and I don't mind because the price, the overall price wasn't bad, and we did kind of make our reservation we wanted to sit on the aisle so we could get to the bathroom whatever but it's it's such a nightmare to try to figure it out and uh you know i I still have my wits about me but uh it's getting harder every time we travel to try to figure out you know kind of go through the whole process first we wore our masks on nobody else wore masks (laughs) so (laughs) you're always taking a chance that way too but um the other thing is when we got to the airport, we got to Tampa, and Tampa is just a, oh, it's it's amazing, just a, a it's like a labyrinth. But we rented a car, and we tried to get the most economical car, and it, we ended up getting I won't name the company, but it was it was basically thirty dollars a day, which is kind of the going rate for the cheapest car you can get. But we looked at the car, and I said, you know these tires don't look that great. You know, they're kind of worn. And the guy said, oh, no, there's plenty of miles on it. Of course, we got a flat on the freeway with those tires. We tried to get the flat fixed. The guy at the tire place, we limped in, and he told us, you can't drive this car. This car, every one of those tires is is faulty, and I will not fix the flat because it's the tire is, is too bad. So we were on the, on the phone for 
uh, three hours trying to get the, t the rental car company to replace the tires. They finally did. And, they, and it was $1,000 to get the four tires fixed. But I didn't have to pay it, fortunately. But it's like everything, you got to watch everything. That's the, that's the only thing I'd like to say is that if you're going to travel by plane, and it is still the most convenient thing as far as getting there faster, because we drove down to Florida last year, and that was an absolute nightmare. But um, if you do that, just be aware of all the extra fees and, you know, shop around. I, I think Eric said, you know, you got to look look at the alternatives, which I kind of agree with, but it's it's just harder and harder to figure it out. And I think one of the things that Biden tried to do and, and that other uh, the Democratic Congress people are trying to do is, to get, you know, have transparency right. as far as these fees. You know what you're paying in the, you know, the taxes and the extra fees so you, you can figure it out. So we kind of figured it out and got through it. But boy, I'm telling you, it, it takes your time and effort. And you're, and like I said, having your wits about you to figure it out. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I think I, I might have posted this last time, was I don't know if you saw it, but I saw American Fiction the other day, and it is such a great movie. I, I recommend everybody see that movie. I don't know if are you aware of where, No, no. Where, tell me where do I find it? Uh, what is it about? Okay. It's it's a new movie, uh, and it's up for a lot of awards. I don't know if it's going to get an Oscar or anything. It should, but Jeffrey Wright is he's a great actor, and he's in it, and they have a, it's it's mostly a black cast, and it's about this author who's also a professor, and it deals with a lot of current concerns about trigger warnings and everything else. But he gets suspended for using the N word in class as part of a uh, uh, an assignment, and he gets suspended. And so he's he's trying to get his book published, and he writes books that are you know not selling very well. So it's it's kind of funny. He ends up writing a book like a gangster rapper and he and because those are the books are saying and it's all about stereotyping it's about stereotyping black people and people um you know that are uh struggling with one thing or another uh, he, he deals with his mother who has to go into a nursing home and it's all about that and how that's such a pain and it's a, it's just a beautiful movie and it's about family and relationships but it's also the main plot is about him writing this book that finally sells and makes a big fortune for him, but it it it, it compromises his principles right. as an author, and it's all internal struggles to deal with that. And it, it there's it's it's amazingly funny, it's poignant, it's dramatic, it's it's, it's just is a, it on Netflix? Great movie. No, it just came out. It came out a couple months ago. You can see the see the trailer on YouTube. Uh, there's a couple of good reviews on YouTube. And um, I we went, you know, if you go to, a, I don't know what kind of theaters you have down there. We went on a Tuesday and it was $5 with free popcorn and we saw the movie and it was great. I mean, it's well, well worth oh, it. I am price. glad so, you mentioned that. I want to look into, I want to look into it to see how I can see it. But look, thank you very much, my dear brother Zarnik for okay. calling in and letting us know all of this, my friend. Okay, great. Have a great day, and I appreciate your show. Thanks. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you very much. That was Sarnik. Okay, guys, we have uh, another piece that I have to do on healthcare now, and this has to do with a piece that I did this morning on KPFT. Zarnik, you're going to love this one. Uh, let me play that now, and then we'll take it on the other side. Let me get that set up. There we go. Unsolicited, our right here in our studio, Jack gets a one of those new type colonoscopy products. I've seen these products advertised over and over on TV. I mean, sometimes in one hour, you see that one advertising several times, right? These drugs test, they charge you a lot of money for these products. So there, that's a, that's a baseline. Now, Jack is on Medicare and he received this product unsolicited. In other words, he didn't ask for it. The marketing departments of these drug companies say, ah, look at this. We have some somebody who is on Medicare, we can get on welfare 
by going to the government and having them paid for, you know, pay for this product that, that, that has a fairly good track rate to determine if you have a polyp or not or cancer or not from a, a stool sample. So they send that to Jack. Jack could have said, oh, wow, I didn't have to call in and get this cola guard or whatever. I can just go ahead and do the sample, send it in and they'll tell me. If I need to go uh, for further tests, get a colonoscopy, get extraction of what they don't tell you is whereas, you know, Obamacare will pay for everybody to get a colonoscopy on all these things. When I say Obamacare, I mean that the law made sure that Medicare and all these other uh, insurances have to give you that as a part of the insurance. What they don't tell you is if they find a polyp, if they find certain things in you, that isn't covered because it is no longer a precautionary test. It's no longer screening, but it's it's now surgery. And guess who knew that? Brother Jack knew that. So Jack said, yeah, I'm not messing with this stuff unless for some reason I think I need to. In my case, I don't touch any of these things because I understand that our medical system is a scam. But anyhow, so they do that. Why I want to bring this up. And there is a very old drug that got approved for a new uh, diagnosis, if you will, called Zolir. Everybody, anybody who has asthma knows that there's this drug that one of the options that they would give you called Zolir. It's other name is Omalizumab. Now, this drug, now that it's going to be prescribed for peanut allergies, etc., will run you about $5,000 a month. That's a list price, $5,000 a month. So we have a drug that if your kid has a peanut allergy, can run up to $5,000 a month. That's $60,000 a year. I want you to know that's even if I if I remember correctly, either above or close to the median salary after before taxes of Americans. It is crazy. One drug for a peanut allergy. If you have one kid with a peanut allergy, or if you have a peanut allergy, one disease in your family can wipe out your entire monies that you probably don't have after taxes, all that good stuff. There's another drug that came out quite a while. My wife who has lupus was a member of the trial program for Ben Lista for lupus. In my opinion, right, based on the severity of her lupus and even where her lupus is right now, I think Ben Lista did very little for her. For In her case, we, we have the results. So Ben Lista don't even try coming and say, look, you're maligning our drug. No, your drugs for my wife just didn't work. Okay. But I guess it worked for a small percentage of or enough people that they approved this drug for lupus. You know what has worked for my wife? Working out, eating right, and taking the old olden days drugs that's been around for over a hundred years. That still works and it's still, it has kept her alive for several decades. Now, for this one drug that keeps her alive, she's paying less than 10 bucks a month. Actually, with her insurance, she pays zero. But I'm saying if she were to buy it out of pocket, it would be 10 bucks a month or so. All old drug. Then Lista will cost her over $1,500 to $4,000 a month, depending on insurance companies, etc. Again, a lot of your money. I want to let you know why I'm, I'm presenting the case this way. So that was going to cost my wife if she went on to the trial drug. And remember, let me tell you how evil these companies are. When she got off of the trial, there wasn't no offer that says, since we used you as a guinea pig, you can continue using this drug for life because you helped us develop it. There are a lot of people that are on trials. And after the trials are over, it's not like they get the drug for free. A drug that normally from a market, from that marketing, from a point of manufacture, usually costs pennies per dosage. Nope, nope, nope. At that point, if she was prescribed that drug to use after the trial, she would have had to pay those several thousand dollars for the drugs. Let me explain what I talked to Brother Jack about. Whenever we talk about we need a system at least as good as, let's say, what's in England or the Great Britain, what's in Canada, what's in France, what's in Taiwan. Every single one of them, the people live longer, nobody can go bankrupt, and maybe you want to call it socialized medicine. I don't care what you want to call it. The fact that we allow these corporations to put in our minds that having a one entity pay your bill for health care and having your government realize its investment in health care because your government, you, we the people, we constantly initially develop these drugs, whether it be research at a university or 
the documents and research capabilities that these universities have given to private corporations from which to develop the drugs. The education of the people who work at these corporations who then develop these drugs from the technology and knowledge they had gotten from being in a public university. You paid for it. And then you come out and you pay for these bills. We have got to be out of our minds to let them convince us that saying, you know what? You guys have been unable to give us a product at a price that doesn't bankrupt us at a price that doesn't take all our disposable income and more. If you guys can't do it, it means the private sector has failed. And what I'm saying right now in healthcare, based on everybody's concern because of what our healthcare costs and because of the outcomes relative to other industrialized countries in the world, our healthcare system is a failure. We can have the best technologies on the planet, which we do. We have the best technology on the planet. But the marketing and the capitalism that drives these, the, the marketing of the drugs is such that it makes it a failure. And until we as a society, until we as people stop being snowed by corporations indoctrinating us, lying to us, having us believe fallacies, what or what we've earned, what we've deserved, and that is allowing them to mess with our minds such that when a, a jack comes out and says, yes, I do believe we need a single payer system. Yes, I do believe we either tell drug companies that any any research that was built on prior research from public universities, etc. We, the people, get a piece of the action. You know what that means? If they want to charge a million dollars for a drug, let them. We tax it right back out of them and make sure the drugs are available to people. People, we have to smarten up. The only solution to our healthcare problem, it's a mathematical solution, a single payer system. Also, the drug sector, the ones that invent drugs, aren't really the inventors of the drugs. The drugs are invented from the knowledge that you have paid for to the people at these universities who have developed these drugs and worked for companies who are a failure in delivering you healthcare at a cost you can afford. That, by all definitions, is a failure. And we are marketing, we are supporting, we are investing in a failure day after day. We must stop being hoodwinked. We must stop being fooled, indoctrinated with the fallacies that they come out with. They've studied how to control your minds. Let's deprogram ourselves and start looking for the solutions. Healthcare for all, single payer systems, get the private sector um, that overcharges out of, of the development of drugs that ultimately we have already paid for. And when they tell you innovation will stop, I want you, meaning inventions of new drugs will stop, I want you to use your minds again. Remember this, the most of the people working at drug companies inventing, innovating, developing drugs, let me tell you a, a magical thing. They are salaried employees. Again, they are salaried employees. What that means is when that drug gets developed and they overcharge for the drugs and you go to Wall Street and you see all the great profits that these guys are making. It's not the salaried employees that are profiting from that, even if they have stock options, because relative to what the executives and the shareholders are going to make from that profit, it proves to you the lie that is we need to have these high prices to create innovation. That is not true. That is provably false if we decide to open our minds to learn. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us, please join. Absolutely, 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 my dear friend. So, I mean, uh, that that wasn't the story that I was supposed to do this morning at KPFT, but, and I cleaned it up from what I did in the morning live, right? But 
when Jack Jack said, "Hey, Berto, I didn't get your your newsletter. I hope everybody else got my newsletter." But he, he somehow he didn't get it. I told him to look in his junk mail. But he said, "You know, that just showed up at his office. I want I want you guys to understand something. Think about this." Cola Guard and all these other drug companies make so much money that they can go away and just send something out in the mail unsolicited. Think about this. More than likely, most of it is going to be thrown away. Uh, most of it is going to be thrown away. Uh, let me just tell you, my, Michael says uh, a lot of the chat went unread. The part of the chat that I read, or I, 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 I'm, I'm going to read some of it in a minute, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go back and forth with brother Mike Cisak, uh, because Mike Cisak, uh, has, let, let, let's put it this way. I, I use Mike Cisak as a learning experience on what kind of bad information people on the right are receiving, but I don't give it notions as far as trying to convince brother Cisak. I hope Brother CSEC eventually will see the light, but I'm not going to waste a whole lot of y'all's time to write, to spend time trying to convince him on most issues. Every now and then I may bite, but I won't bite often. And that's where I want to say, but Michael Rudnan uh, says, let me, let me go ahead and, and, and get to some parts here. Uh, it's not from Paul Fleming. It's not rocket science. Rich executives shouldn't get business tax breaks when they use corporate jets for personal travel. Now that the IRS has the resources, it's cracking down on wealthy tax cheats. P.S. Republicans in Congress want to help the rich with IRS funding cuts. That's what they do. Michael Rennan says, Milton, uh, Mike C., Milton Friedman is a Chicago school libertarian economist who couldn't understand what externalities were. You want a video rebuttal? Here, try this one. You know, I mean, poor, poor, uh, Poor, this guy went through, look, these are things that Mike Cisak doesn't know because he doesn't read a whole lot of other things, right? But Milton Friedman and the Chicago boys destroyed Chile, destroyed, I mean, the economy in Chile. And I can name you economies after economies that these guys went into and destroyed with that, uh, that crap about that capitalism, unfettered crap that they talk about. And they've caused the deaths and murders of a lot of people in the process. That's about talk about Pinochet and all these others. Okay. I wish more people would just do a tad bit of reading. A good book to read is one called The Shock Doctrine by Naomi Klein. Everybody should read The Shock Doctrine by Naomi Klein. I, I, uh, I spent some time talking to her about that book when she was, uh, we met in Las Vegas, Nevada. We were campaigning for Bernie Sanders, and I was doing some uh, campaigning in Spanish for Bernie in the Latin in the Latin neighborhoods. Um, so you need to read that book. Then we can talk. All right. Paul Fleming says, Lara Trump, when I become co-chair of the Republican Party, I will make sure that every penny of every dollar donated to the RNC is going to Trump's campaign. And those silly people can't realize, what about the other people's campaign? What about the other people that are running his campaign? All right, it's crazy. All right, let's see. Uh, Mike Cisak says, Michael, run the amount of stuff from China that we normally buy almost came to a halt over the last couple of years and hasn't recovered. With inflation, people aren't buying as much either. Uh, look, China is having its own problems right now. But as far as uh, it, it's because if people want the products, uh, they will come again because unlike supply side economics, which is a, is a failure. Remember, supply side economics says a few people decide what most people are going to like. That's supply side. I present the supply. The demand will occur. Right. Demand side economics says, let's see what people want. And when we see what people want, we know what to build. It's democratic. Unlike supply side, which is patriarchal supply side, which is more uh, communist, if you will, not communist, but dictatorial fascist, if you will. So 
understand these different words before folks start throwing them out here and there. Uh, Michael Ronan says, Michael, C wants to talk about China and production. Okay, your boy messed it up uh, way more than anything Biden did. Politico, America's trade gap soared under Trump. Final figures show the combined U.S. goods and services trade deficit increased to $679 billion in 2020 compared to 481 in 2016, the year before Trump took office. The trade deficit in goods alone hit $916 billion, a record high and an increase of about 21% from 2016. Look, Trump has always been a failure at everything that he has done. What he's good at is marketing and telling folks, hey, I did this, I did this. And because he knows that most people won't do a whole lot of research, that's why it works. Okay, I want to play something about Fannie Mae, I mean, Fannie Willis. And then that will be the last video. Let's check that out. And then we'll take it on the other side. MSNBC journalist Katie Fang, she did the best analysis after Fannie Willis gave her speech, after her father as well testified, etc., and showed how silly the entire, the entire uh, hearing really was. The fact of the matter is, well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and listen to what Katie Fang had to say. And then I have a few choice words that I want to say after this little segment. This is the reason why we had an evidentiary hearing. Again, it has to be evidence. It can't just be wild allegations that are set forth in a motion. But I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to really quickly, because I know we don't have a lot of time to go through it. They allege that Fonnie Willett specifically awarded the contract to Nathan Wade. Well, we heard from Roy Barnes today that, in fact, she went to Roy Barnes first before she went to Nathan Wade. They said that she's had private financial gain. No, we've heard that she paid her own way and she did not have any private financial gain. They said that she didn't appoint the most qualified person. Judge McAfee said, we're not even going to deal with qualifications because that's not an issue. They said that she doesn't protect the public interest. I don't know about you, Lawrence, but a RICO indictment with 19 co-defendants sounds like the interest of the public is being protected. And last but not least, they kept on saying that she had a financial interest. Where's that financial interest? Zero evidence that's been provided that would say that her financial interest has been realized. In fact, Roy Barnes himself said, too. This this job as special prosecutor, you don't make enough money here. And by the way, all the other special prosecutors in this case, Lawrence, they're getting paid the same day rate as Nathan Wade. Remember, Lawrence, who brought this motion? It's Michael Roman. He's an opposition research specialist for the GOP. And that's the reason why you saw the salacious allegations in the first place. So as it turns out, they could find nothing that made it seem what she did was actually wrong relative to the case. Now, let's be clear here, folks. Here's a reality many are, don't want to talk about. Numero uno, it is quite often that people meet their lovers, their, their, uh, have rom- romantic involvements with people that they work with. That's just something that happens, and it's nothing special, nothing, uh, nothing that should drive any, any real thoughts. I mean, you think about, you think about, the average person, when they try to make it seem like Fannie Willis did something so wrong, I want you and even the the uh, the um, journalists that are on TV, the pundits on TV, they're making it seem like this is something such out of character because he's working on the case with her. When we do know that in in the political realm, in the business realm, in all these different realms, the truth of the matter is this is not an exception for all practical purposes. Many times it is the rule that relationships develop with people that are working together. Now, the, the state, the people uh, have a right to find out that they, because of relationships, etc., that their monies are not being ill spent, that their monies are not uh, going to places they shouldn't, or that you're not abusing the system. But you know what's so funny? I mean, all over Washington, all over cities, Right. We have all kind of nepotism like uh, behaviors where people do because because of relationships they have pass the taxpayers dollars to friends and otherwise. Right. That happens all of the times. Not that it's right, but it happens all of the times. So I think the the people have a right to find make sure, well, you have a relationship with this person and this person is, in fact, getting taxpayer dollars. We want to make sure that that isn't occurring. But they had no 
uh, not even a thread of evidence that would give one the impression that that was a reality or that was occurring. Moreover, what's interesting is while they try to make this a negative story, I saw so many positive things. Here we had a man uh, whose wife cheated on him talking about Wade and he kept the, the nuclear family together. Why? Because he wanted to have his kid raised with a mother and a father together. So he made that sacrifice. Very positive thing for that. That should be that we learned. We didn't. It's none of our business, but we learned that it's a positive thing. We learned that Fanny Willis had a great dad, a, a dad that was that prepared her for the world, that made her the independent woman that she is, that taught her about paying her own way. And even as she is having a relationship with this uh, a Southern man, as she defined him with, with the connotations that he's a type of a macho type man, she made it clear that she carried her own weight. So it blows everything out of the water that somehow there were kickbacks in there for her. Again, they completely fell on their face, attempting to do what they always do, and specifically to women like Fanny Willis. So let's be clear. Let's be clear. Katie Fang, thank you for uh, for encapsulating that in such a tight one, uh, just over a minute segment, because I think that is what America needs to hear, what the truth really is. America needs to hear what the truth really is. Well, we are at the end of the program. I hope you enjoyed our little stay here. Paul Fleming says, Speaker Johnson invoked a Bible for a big portion of his presentation at a leadership retreat this weekend. It didn't land well. I'm not at church, said an attendee who described Johnson's presentation as horrible. Well, what can I say? Uh, you, 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 and you put a nut in there, you get nutty behavior. That's how it goes. Anyway, folks, please support the program as best that you can. Go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Politicsdoneright.com slash support has all the different options to support the program. And we have many ways to make it easy for you to support the program however you can. We are, I'll be honest with you, we are not pulling it. And I am still depleting resources. Uh, for attempting, well, not for attempting, for doing the right thing. So please support the program how best you can. Politicsandright.com slash support is the way to do it. You have all the different options there. I'd like to ask you all to become subscribers of our newsletter. Uh, become a subscriber of our newsletter. That is politicsandright.com slash newsletter. Politicsandright.com slash newsletter. And guess what, guys? Guess what? And I'm going to be saying this for a while. Politicsandright.com slash books. Get my new book. It's really, really good. If I must say, my anybody, everybody who read it so far, they said, ah, wow, life was tough. I see, but you're still smiling. Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean man. That's me. Racism didn't stop my smile. Uh, hope or journey forward. So please consider getting the book politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. You can get it in Kindle or hard copy. I am still working on the um, the voice one, the, the audible. But until then, please go ahead and get it. Eric, if you tell, you know what? I'm going to wait till I see you in person. And then we are going to, we're, well, I can't fight you, Eric. You got too many muscles, man. This guy is a beast. So now I won't try to fight you. But anyhow, um, the folks go ahead and, uh, go ahead and get a copy of the book. It's, it, it's worth it. And again, it's tribulations of an Afro Latino Caribbean man. Uh, racism didn't stop my smile. I tell you, uh, uh, for all my people that are not people of color, I want to read a piece of the conclusion that I put here. I said, and this is the last, the last part of the book I'm going to read. I say, and I, then we leave. I wrote this book for two audiences. I hope that the words I chose were sufficiently tactful for all to feel compelled, not just to read, but empathize. 
It is short and concise enough to read over more than once to get some of what is inferred, but purposefully not said directly to prevent the automatic objective thought process shutdown. The first audience is for people of color. The second audience is for everybody else. And the idea, the idea is I want everybody to feel comfortable reading this. There's no judgment or whatever. I just want to let you know what a, a professional, a professional can go through just because. And again, uh, please consider getting the book, Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man, Racism Didn't Stop My Smile, Hope, or Journey Forward. Easy to read. And I guarantee you're going to say, wow. And you had to go through all of that. And you know what? It just happened, dudes. It just happened. Anyway, got to get out of here. Thank you all for being here. Love you all. Thank you, callers. Thank you, watchers. Thank you, listeners. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.